SAFM. Prime time all day long. Well, President Cyril Ramaphosa telling the Gauteng High Court yesterday, well, in a series of documents, that if our government were to arrest the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, Russia would see that as an act of war. Ramaphosa makes the comment in what he had said should be a confidential affidavit in a case brought by the DA. He wants a court order that Putin must be arrested if he comes here in person for the BRICS summit. Yesterday, said the ju- yesterday, judges said the document cannot stay confidential. In his affidavit, Ramaphosa says it would not be in our national interest for us to arrest Putin and we do not have the means to go to war with Russia. The International Criminal Court, which we belong to, has issued a warrant for the arrest of Putin. Professor Andre Thomashausen is an emeritus professor of international law at Wits University. Professor Thomashausen, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. Small correction, not Wits, but UNISA, UNISA. but nonetheless a good university. My apologies. Um, it seems the president did not want us to know that Russia would see arresting Putin as a declaration of war. But didn't we all know that? I mean, hasn't Russia said in public that arresting Putin would be a declaration of war? And I don't know if they even need to say it. I kind of knew that all along. Didn't we all? Well, I think uh, we've known it for something like 5,000 years uh, that nations have existed, that we can't go around arresting each other's uh, heads of state, kings or presidents. And as you pointed out rightly, how, how would South Africa react if Lesotho arrests mm-hmm. President Cyril Ramaphosa uh, when he arrives in Maseru. So what what this really means is that we cannot solve big problems of international relations and international conflicts with, uh, with a parking ticket mentality, uh, um, a piece of paper which says warrant of arrest. And, and, and what, are, are two cops going to pin it onto the official limousine of, of President Putin? Uh, this, this is not a way to conduct um, big international affairs, and it's not responsible of the DA to, to insist that judges should now suddenly decide international relations. They haven't been mandated, they haven't been elected to decide on international politics. I'm quite, I mean, I would understand um, quite easily if someone who was a professor of international relations or professor of politics made that comment. But you were, you were a professor of international law. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I mean, I accept what you say. I understand why you say it, and I don't disagree with you. I'm just interested that a law professor says we shouldn't follow the law. I don't think you're saying quite that either. No, I'm not saying that, because the law, of course, is, is intricate. And, and famously, the law is a bit about splitting hairs and reasoning with fine arguments. And here, the, the difficult issue that the court on Friday will have to um, uh, think about <clears throat> is that uh, Article 58 of the Rome Statute uh, allows the pretrial chamber to, to issue a warrant for, for the an international warrant for the arrest of a head of state, but of course, only if that head of state does not enjoy uh, absolute sovereign immunity. And and the teachings are that this immunity is only waived by the countries that have joined and signed the treaty that created the International Criminal Court, the Rome Statute. And Russia is not one of them, uh, nor is America, nor is China, nor is India, nor is most of Asia, nor is most of the Middle East. The, the International Criminal Court is a court created by about 70 countries and it is nearly by 100% funded by the European Union. So it, it, it cannot assume 
that it has jurisdiction over President Putin. And this is, uh, this is a crucial legal issue, very difficult to decide. The, uh, we had the Bashir case, and it was different, uh, because uh, in the Bashir case, the UN Security Council had requested the warrant for the arrest, and there one could argue uh, that because the, it was the um, uh, Security Council uh, with the veto powers agreeing, uh, that the immunity of Bashir was actually lifted by decision of the UN Security Council. This hasn't happened in the case of the Putin warrant. And, and this is why South Africa is consulting with the ICC. But now comes the most other most crucial point, that once the warrant is, is issued under Article 57, uh, there still has to be a request under Article 58 to a specific country uh, that... Um, uh, uh, such a person should be arrested when it uh, when that person enters the country. And we don't know if that request under Article 58 has been made by the ICC. I doubt it, because if it had been made, I think everybody would be referring to it. Um, Ramaphosa said that this affidavit had to be suppo- had to be confidential. I don't know if you've read it. I know that you, I'm sure you have. Um, is there any reason why it had to be confidential? I don't quite understand that part of his argument. I mean, we kind of knew what was in it anyway. We could m- work out the argument for ourselves to an extent. No, no, it's, it's on, on, on account of the provisions of the Rome Statute. The Rome Statute provides that all communications on such matters uh, should be treated confidentially. So it would have to be the ICC that allows South Africa to make it public. And the ICC issued the warrant and specifically stated that the content of the warrant is secret, is not being revealed. So nobody knows what Putin is actually charged with, what the evidence is. And that that is a a serious problem in law. Uh, Just imagine you or I would be arrested on account of a secret warrant and we don't know what we are arrested for. Uh, so there, there is another issue that maybe um, the High Court will have to consider whether this warrant actually complies with the minimal standards mm. of due process of law. Can a judge order government to arrest someone who is not in the country yet? Or do they have to wait for that person to be in the country? Because otherwise a judge could be making an order about a possibly hypothetical situation. This is uh, Ramaphosa's um, main objection against the DA application, that it is all hypothetical. It is all if and when. And we don't know if a request has been made by the ICC. We don't know if the ICC, in their communications under Article 97 with South Africa, um, have maybe already conceded or are in the process of conceding that they will not execute, they will not seek to execute the warrant Um, during this forthcoming BRICS summit. This is hopefully the best outcome, that reason will prevail, uh, that some respect for South Africa will uh, will win the day. Uh, Why should South Africa, a very small and relatively vulnerable country, now suddenly be put in the firing line of of this uh, enormous conflict between between the military pact of the West, NATO and, and Russia, on a, on a battlefield called Ukraine. Um, why, why must South Africa uh, be damaged and hurt in the process? There's another angle to all of this, as I understand it, that Ramaphosa mm. seems to be making the point that he is not the person who makes a decision about whether someone is arrested or not, that the sort of the NPA or the SAPS are, the police. Um, does he have a strong argument here? Absolutely. 
Uh, we have always made the point, um, unlike other countries, our prosecuting authority is independent, is actually a quasi-judicial organ. In other countries, Germany famously, the prosecuting authority um, is subject to the instructions of the executive of the Department of Justice. And it has happened. There are precedents where, where people, um, prominent people have, um, have arrived, coming from the Soviet Union in the 60s, and, and the government instructed the prosecuting authority uh, to stay any prosecutions. But President Ramaphosa can't do that. So the NPA is autonomous and, uh, and it, is, um, it is wrongful to, to say President Ramaphosa must be ordered to arrest Putin. He can't. Um, so, um, and this is one of the strong objections that, uh, that the DA actually forgot to, uh, to make the NPA a, a co-respondent in their application. Um, we, we need an instruction from the ICC under Article 58 to execute the warrant, and we don't have that yet. Once that happens, the NPA has to apply to a magistrate's court to, for the issuing of a South African warrant of arrest, and on, on the basis of that, um, I guess um, some senior policemen would be dispatched to a hotel or to uh, to the doors of the Russian embassy or maybe to the doors of, of Putin's official plane um, to try and arrest him. And that would be a terrible situation because obviously uh, his security would um, would prevent this. And there might be might be a lot of blood that could flow in the process. Um, from everything you say, you seem to think that the president will win this case and the DA will lose it. Difficult to second guess what the judges uh, will conclude. I do hope that the judges will see that this case has to be differentiated from the Bashir uh, precedent and the Bashir um, um, Court of Appeals judgment, um, especially because um, there is no mandate from the UN Security Council mm -hmm. to issue this warrant. This warrant was arrested on the initiative of the prosecutor at the ICC, and he certainly, his decision certainly cannot invalidate the sovereign immunity of, of the president of Russia. Uh, and that sovereign immunity is an obligation under international law to South Africa. And this is South Africa's argument under Article 97, that uh, we are prevented by our international law obligations to execute such a warrant. This entire thing, as you know, perhaps better than anyone, Professor, has got everyone tied up in knots one way or another. The deputy president, Paul Mashatile, said this week that they were asking Putin not to come. The Russians seem to be saying that he must come. How do you think this is going to end in August? Well, this is not just any BRICS summit. It is the BRICS summit where a decision will be taken whether the small five-country um, alliance of the current BRICS becomes a massive 30 states alliance with uh, really significant countries such as Saudi Arabia, the Emirates, uh, possibly Turkey, and, and several others joining. And, and of course, this BRICS summit um, needs the, the presence of all current heads of state. Uh, so the attempt to, to change the venue, hold the summit in China, much to the chagrin of South Africa, that has been frustrated by, by India, who refused to agree to that. So now um, the summit has to go ahead. Uh, I think it will go ahead. Uh, there will be, hopefully, 
the wisdom of the ICC not to damage its already very controversial standing further by, by insisting on something which is impossible. Uh, nobody can go and arrest President Biden or President Jinping or President Putin. It is just not possible. And it is destructive because South Africa is a mediator in this conflict together with five other heads of state of Africa. And this mediation has been agreed to. Ukraine continues to consult with President Ramaphosa only a few days ago. President Zelensky and President Ramaphosa had a, had a one hour long conversation. Um, how can a mediator lend a hand in arresting uh, the representative of one of the parties that he's trying to, to mediate with me? Professor, thank you. Professor Andrew Thomashausen is an Emeritus Professor of International Law at UNISA. You were there, SAFM, 23 minutes after 7. Well,